for me, money is a, is a, a, a tool that gives me the peace of mind that I can be who I want to be and I can do what I want to do. Are you looking to create more money, more options, and more fun? Hi, I'm Chris McCarron, and each week my guests and I will share our experiences with real estate investing and do our best to help empower you to start creating wealth yourself. Welcome to Women Creating Wealth. If you're ready to get started, visit womencreatingwealth.net. For now, let's jump into today's episode. Welcome back to Women Creating Wealth. We are so happy to be here with you today because we have a special guest, Rosanna Queen, and she is a superstar. She's going to get you right where you want to be. She's the president of a company called Queenvest, which I love that name. It's a planning and investment firm that focuses on the needs of successful women property investors. Is that you? If not, do you want that to be you? Um, who have big dreams and not just dreams, they're really if they're dreams without a plan, they're just dreams. But if they're dreams with a goal, um, then they're more than dreams. But she works hard to have, help you, help these people, help successful women property investors to work hard and have the life that they want. Uh, Rosanna provides financial coaching and planning to help property investors clarify their goals, create a plan, invest properly, profitably, and create more wealth. And that's all really any of us can ask for, right? <laughs> Welcome, Roseanne. Thanks so much for being with us today. Thank you, Christine. Very excited uh, to be here. Uh, this is my favorite type of conversation, speaking to women investors who, who have big dreams and um, may or may not be at a point where they're ready to make uh, their dreams come true and are ready to take action. Awesome. <laughs> Awesome. We're right on the same page. So Rosanna, when you first start working with people, do you typically find them before they start investing or do you, I mean, who's your sort of ideal or most, most normal client? Both. I think when you, when you talk about investing, people come from different backgrounds and different stages of their life and where they are. Um, I work with quite, uh, uh, quite a bit with women who have jobs and are professionals and the typical person who has a 401k and they may be maxing out or not, um, but they're looking at their uh, financial picture uh, more holistically and thinking about uh, maximizing their money up sort of uh, um, maximizing the opportunities to grow their money and their wealth. And they're looking into different types of investing. And the first thing that pops up is, to them in their mind is uh, real estate. Um, and so, uh, so I work both with um, women who are investors already and they uh, want more of a holistic financial planners, but also successful women who want to start investing in real estate and don't know where, where and how to get started. Excellent. You know, you must realize that it's fairly unusual for a financial planner to even want to talk about real estate or include that in your plan. It's, well, oftentimes it's something like, yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> you can talk about that with your real estate agent. You know, you can't, we don't want to talk about that, but it's, as it's a fantastic way of generating recurring wealth, right? I mean, how, how, why do you think your perspective is so different from other financial planners? 
Yes, absolutely. Yes, and that is true. I belong to several fantastic women invest, real estate investing communities, and that's what I always hear. Well, I have an advisor, and and he, and it's typically he, he tells me just to sell my real estate, and I want to do it. Um, so the way I, it came about is um, I worked uh, when I started my business. I started working with um, um, realtors and many realtors do invest in real estate, obviously. Um, and I saw the potential. And as I was starting to look at sort of holistic wealth, it made sense to me that every type of an asset that you own brings something to your financial picture. And when we look at our biggest financial risk, it's running out of money when you're retired. Um, so the security of retirement income is so important to all of us, but especially to women, because we typically live longer than our spouse. So we need to take care of ourselves towards the end of your life, our lives. So then how do you do it? And um, this combination of real estate and stock market um, is very um, attractive to me. I myself am a, a, an investor and getting more and more into real estate investing as well. Um, so just understanding that, look, there is nothing that is inherently good or bad about every asset. Every asset brings something to the table. So just by taking investing, but also looking at your overall financial picture, can really position you for security. And then just, just real estate has so many just special things that you need to, to learn about, both the tax, taxation and cash flow and benchmarks and how you, how you make sure that you have enough cash flow. So it's, it's a fascinating field for me. And I've like, definitely enjoyed both learning and I continue to learn and also apply what I learned to help my clients. Yeah, that's fantastic. I, I know. So many, especially like financial advisor people, they might think like, okay, well, you've got your house, you know, that's like, I mean, I hope that they realize that your house that you live in is really not an investment, right? And people think, oh, you know, this my house is my biggest investment. If you want to keep living in a house, that's no kind of investment, right? Because you're going to have to, if you sell it to get that money out, you're going to have to buy another one. How is that an investment, right? So now I think yeah. the fact that you do it as well, that you're also an investor, you're learning the lingo, you're learning like, what, what do you think was the most surprising thing to you when you started looking at real estate as an investment for yourself? It, it surprised. So there are a couple of things. And first of all, it was how beneficial it is to be, to be investing from tax perspective, the benefits, right? Um, so that was one thing. The other thing is, is um, looking at how thoughtful you need to be about the cash flow, um, right? So um, just really understanding the, the ins and outs of uh, what's coming in and what's going out. And then the third is actually that it's a business and how many people view it as a business and they invest in multiple properties and that becomes uh, what they do uh, full time. Um, so then actually hearing from uh, people, from women who have, dozens if not hundreds of units and how they manage it was one of the one of the biggest first biggest surprises about real estate investing that hit me yeah well you mentioned cash flow and cash flow is so important like when i talk to people who when i speak to women who are successful property owners and investors they are like you know like i just say like you form a corporation, for example, to buy a specific property and they'll amortize the cost of that 
you know, just, okay, it's $250 a year to, to uh, register your LLC or whatever, $500. And they'll amortize that like month to month by month to see if they're actually making a profit. And I just think, oh, it's only 250 or it's only 500 bucks or something. But actually, right. That's the way you have to be into that. Everything has to factor in to, for you to really know, am I actually making money? I know I'm getting a check every month. And that feels like I'm making money, but the first, you know, the kiss of death is to find out, oh, even though I was getting that check, I wasn't actually at the end of the day, I forgot about all these other little, little impacts. Yeah. I, it, as with any investing, it is uh, really important to know your numbers and be good with numbers or at least uh, not not have fear fear of the numbers and it's not something well i i feel i hear so many women say i'm not a numbers person and that can can intimidate uh, somebody from even starting but there are several ways to look at it first of all it's it's the math is very simple it's it just uh, it's very straightforward once you understand sort of all the the model, right? What comes in and what what comes out. The math is just basic arithmetic. Um, and then, yes, definitely understanding that at the end of the day, what what is your bottom line? Because when the cash comes in, well, what has come out of your of your account that that needs to be put against the, this cash flow coming in. Um, yeah, and then I'm always say I'm your numbers girl because <laughs> you you can take you can take time to learn, but it shouldn't stop you from starting to invest. Um, and that's one thing that that was really um, um, different when I when I started to plan for property investors. Typically, the the financial software makes assumptions about the cash flow, and it is based on the stock market where you have um, you can allocate your money in a, in a certain way and then you can expect certain type of a return. Um, so I was looking for the same equivalent for, for real estate. Um, and it took me a while just to just look at the benchmarks and how you should, should uh, structure your finances to see, okay, if I say, for example, if I want to have $10,000 a month in income when I retire, how many properties do I need to invest in um, to get there versus how much do I need to have in the stock market? And that's where the numbers really come in um, because without that clarity, it's really tough to come up with the right number of properties or num the right kind of properties and have that uh, uh, and actually just just make progress instead of just spinning wheels and not knowing that you're doing that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So Rosanna, have you always been interested in numbers? Have you always had a dream of being a financial planner? Uh, well, it's interesting. Uh, no, actually not. I actually went to school for languages. <laughs> um, so uh, I uh, studied, at, I grew up in Armenia and it, I was born in the Soviet Union. So uh, Russia was a heavy influence. So most of us grew up uh, bilingual. So I spoke Russian and Armenian growing up. Um, and then I started learning English when I was four or five years old. Um, and then I went up, I was Spanish was my major in college. So I was all about languages. But what happened was that um, I started working for the International Monetary Fund in Armenia as an interpreter. And that's when I got fascinated with numbers, with the economics, with finance. Um, so when I moved to, to the States, I looked around, I'm like, nobody needs my English. <laughs> Very few people probably. I, 
don't know how we would make money with Spanish, but I really like numbers. So I uh, went into the investing world and uh, spent the next 20 years learning about investing and wealth creation um, and just just how just mindset and behaviors that lead people to actually accumulate assets. Um, and then towards uh, the 20 years, I was looking at the next step in my uh, life and what, what I wanted to do when I grew up. Uh, and I really wanted to work with uh, uh, individuals and families, uh, just making sure, like helping them uh, create their own prosperity. Awesome. Yeah, so it was a journey, but then I, I realized that I was good at numbers. I enjoyed them. And um, I, I realized that I can teach a lot of uh, people their numbers and help them as well. Beautiful. So when you sit down, I know that just even the word goals can be very intimidating for people and they feel like, oh, you know, do I have to really decide now what I want for the rest of my life and blah, blah, blah. But how do you help people to sort of focus on what's really important and then turn that into a formula and an action that they can take today or tomorrow? Yeah, it's interesting that uh, you say that. So goals, a lot of times uh, when you meet with, with an advisor, um, it's almost you're supposed to have an answer. Well, what are my goals? I know very few people who who will can rattle off like this is what I want by by this time, uh, and this is how I want to get there. Uh, for most of, I think by and large we don't have really have goals. We have wishes and desires and just feelings about where we want to be. Um, so nothing is perfect and nothing is set in stone. So. Uh, what I have found the most helpful is just take it one step at a time. Take the best information that you have now, translate it into a goal, work on it, and then adjust because life is going to change the second you leave my office, right? Uh, so what we do is start with where you are. So for example, if your budget is, I don't know, $100,000 a year, okay, if you were to have the same type of a lifestyle 20 years, 30 years for, for now, would that be still acceptable? Do you like like it and you say the answer is yes so then we assume a certain well a certain um, rate of inflation and we say well you know what 30 years uh, from now your expenses are going to be two and a half times what they are now um, so that's a big gap uh, to close so then how do we do that but once we have that idea of a number then um, it's not perfect but it's a number then we can lay out a plan and say okay how do you want to invest how much do you need to invest um, and do you have the money and do you, uh, are you good enough with budgeting or putting away enough um, to, uh, to invest? And I do want to stress uh, investing versus saving because uh, a lot of times it's just, um, the conversation turns into saving. But saving is just a really, um, not, it's not going to get you there right? because the returns are there. Even with the rates being up a little bit, it's just, it's just not aggressive enough. It's not going to really uh, get your assets up where you need them to be to generate the returns uh, that you that you need. Yeah, I used to have that as a motto. I don't know if I made it up or if somebody, I heard it somewhere when I was growing up, that you can't save up to be rich, right? You just can't, it just doesn't work. Because as fast as you're saving, you know, the money, the value of your dollar is eroding. So you know, when people come to you, are they do they already know sometimes that they want to become real estate investors? Do you ever suggest that to people that it might be a way to, you know, hedge inflation and to give them a, an income stream as they age? I didn't used to, but, but now I do. Um, 
because um, I definitely think that that both ways of investing are um, are, are really are really helpful. Um, so right now I will gauge where the person is with their comfort with, with real estate versus the stock market. It just needs to be the right solution for the, for the right person. Um, what I found is um, um, many women are interested in real estate because it feels, uh, and I've been thinking about why is it? Um, and I, I think it's because it's more real, it's solid, you can see it, it feels good, right? It's something that you can look at versus the stock market, it feels like very nebulous and it's just money that comes and goes and it's up and down. And a lot of times you're scratching your head to what happened versus when you look at a, a piece of property, well, first of all, you can just, just decorate it. it. It feels like home, you give a home to somebody else. Um, so it's just, it feels to me very natural um, for to, to be investing in real estate. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. The one, that's one of the things I like about it is that you actually have some control over what you're going to get for income from this property. Because if you let it go or if you, versus you fix it up, you put a little bit of money into it. If you are careful about your tenants, you know, there are a lot of things you can do that are going to increase your cash flow. Whereas if you've invested in a company that just isn't running it, you know, doing a good job running in the place, and what are you going to do? Like call them up. All right listen, buddy, I don't yeah. like where things are going here. I want to give you some advice. You know, there's nothing you can do. You just, you know. So. Yeah. I think it, in both cases, it speaks to, to volume, right? So it, the, the reason, so when I invest for people in the stock market, I don't typically invest in individual companies exactly for that reason. As small investors, we don't have that kind of control. I mean, you know that overall, over time, the markets are going to go up. Um, so, and they're going to provide the, the, uh, the dividends and, and, and the growth. So that's absolutely just if you're really just very simple investor who invest in a, in a number of companies, you're absolutely going to build wealth. Um, but it's also true. So of real estate, when I talk to investors and I also see like, how many pr properties you would need to really have the income that you need, um, it starts at uh, it's def it, it seems to me that you need to start at about like 15, 20, um, just to have the invest enough cash. Um, and that may not be sort of your, your experiences, uh, but that's from from what, when I speak with with um, investors who really just draw all of their cash flow from their properties that that seems to that seems to be where they are. Um, so I have this. 10 year plan basically. And it would involve owning 10 pieces of property, mm -hmm. but you're, you're leveraging, right? You're using that leverage. So every 10 years you're, you're taking out a loan on the property, mm -hmm. a 10 year note on the property. And even if you're not making any cash flow from it, you've got that money and that's your income for the year tax-free. So that's my, um, you know, wealth strategy. Yes. And that I am so, yeah, there is again, again, there are so many, um, uh, Roots. That's the route that I have seen. But there, if there is, I'm absolutely. I know there, there is other ways as well, right? So. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, a lot of people when they think about real estate income, they're only thinking about the rental income that you're uh -huh. actually going to receive, right? And that's, yeah. although it does grow with inflation and all that stuff, that's always a really good thing. But if you're just looking at um, a, a tax-free way to leverage your real estate, I think mm -hmm. that's. 10 year plan is a great way to do it. And I don't ever, I don't hear too much about people doing that. 
I don't, mm. you know, I don't think it's that common. And especially mm-hmm. now with interest rates at God knows what they are today, it's a little tough swallow at, at the moment, but yeah, um, it still can work if you do everything, if you sort of follow the formula, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Abs- yes. And I, I think that's, what's fascinating about investing there. Is so, so there are, there are all these tools and strategies, and then there is also the economy. So just putting them then together, the right tool at the right time for the right environment, then you're good to go. And that's why education, I think is so important in just knowing about these options, just what you mentioned, I'm going to go start <laughs> looking into it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. When, what is your sort of method when you first sit down with somebody and you're in your, especially somebody who maybe hasn't thought about this before. I mean, when I, I, I know if like you sit down with a financial planner and it's the first question is, well, how long do you think you're going to live? <laughs> that matters, right? <laughs> how long would you like to live? And I don't like the idea of an early death as a, like a, a retirement plan. You know, no. this, is how, <laughs> this is how that's going to work. I just have to die by 89 and then I'll be fine. It'd be great. <laughs> Yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah. So how does the, how does the process work? How do you kind of talk me through, like if I were coming in to see you for the first time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for the first time, what we, so I have a very sort of structured process because, well, for, for me, financial planning is actually life planning uh, because we don't invest for the heck of it. We invest to, to live a certain life, uh, lifestyle and, uh, um, do certain things with our money. So the first priority for me is to understand what it is that your money needs to do for you. Um, so we start with a, with a vision exercise and a vision meeting where um, I have a worksheet where you basically outline what you want. Um, and we have a discussion and we sort of understand to both be on the same page as to what your, what your vision is. Um, then we get all of your financials uh, to see where you are, uh, compared to to your vision and your goals, and then based on that, we are uh, we create an uh, investment strategy to uh, uh, get you where you want to be. So it takes about three four meetings, and it's an opportunity for both of us to get to know each other as well, um, to test out whether we 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 work well, we jive well together, um, because it's a long term. When I meet with when I start working with clients, I assume that I'm going to work with them for decades. Um, would, and yeah, it's, it's kind of a funny question. Well, how do you, how long do you think you're going to live? A lot of times people will say, Hey, well, my, uh, grand, my mother lived until she was a hundred. So I, that's what, that's what I'm thinking. Or the opposite would be, well, uh, my parents had, uh, passed away early, in which case I say, well, that's not, I mean, it was a different time in different circumstances. So I just make an assumption. Um, typically, it could be 95, just to be safe. And the, the more conservative you are, the better you'll be. Um, and we just, just, and then it's an it's a process. It's not a one-time event. I think what people don't realize is how much um, planning really. If you want to do it right, um, how much time it it takes, and how how many. And what really comes up, like everything you do, everything happens in life affects your finances. So then your plans change. Um, and if you don't keep up with them, you, your plan could be outdated and that's not good for anybody. Absolutely. And there's a lot of trust, I'm sure. I mean, this is a big, you know, finances is a tender, tender topic and, you know, you're, you're dealing with, with a lot. So Rosanna, how late is kind of too late to start planning your retirement? 
<laughs> that's a that's a loaded question. <laughs> I don't think it's ever quote unquote late. It's it's how you set expectations what you, for what you're able to to accomplish, um, and how much effort, time, and effort it would take to to get there. Um, so some people start late and they do great because they're their circumstances change. Maybe they didn't have money before and now they do, um, in which case that they need to be super aggressive and be super diligent about investing. Um, so I guess as long as you as you have certain expectations, a certain lifestyle, and, and you're able to meet, uh, meet those uh, halfway, um, then it's never too late. That's a good answer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> So if I, if you had to choose like one, maybe two words to kind of describe what money means to you, what would that be? Um, so for me, money is a, is a, a, a tool um, that gives me the peace of mind that I can be who I want to be and I can do what I want to do. So my idea is when I speak about money, I totally, I usually speak about creating total wealth, which is, which is a balance between our family life, our careers and our money. And when those three things are in balance, so you can really have a full fulfillment and joy. Um, so the money is that, that, that little in, engine that keeps humming and, and keeping everything running smoothly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's true. I mean, it's a tool. If you, if you have it, then you don't need to think about it. It's just there. It's doing its job. Like in your car, you just get in, you drive away, you don't have to think about it. But when it isn't there or it's not doing its job, then all of a sudden it becomes your focal point. And that's not, that doesn't help any of the other aspects of your life, right? Yeah, and it's uh, it's interesting because when you're like, if something hurts in your body, you just go to the doctor because you assume that they're the expert and you don't know a ton about about your health. Um, but with money, I think a lot more people should have uh, financial planners and leverage them a lot more because it takes time, it takes expertise, and um, we do we most people we just don't have it. It's it's impossible. We're not. We're not taught. We're not educated. Mostly, it's not it's not a topic that comes up in conversations in the family. So it's not natural not to be an expert. But somehow people just do make a difference. Like, oh, it's money. I should be able to handle it, which is not the case. Well, and not only that, I mean, the investment picture is constantly changing, right? You could do a ton of research. You could spend your whole you know, year researching a specific stock or company or whatever. And then two weeks later, that information might be out the window, might be complete crap, you know? So mm -hmm. it is, is you have to have someone who's constantly the same thing with the real estate market. Like, oh, I know this is a good time to invest in. Well, you know, that was two, five years ago. Now, maybe not so much, right? It's just, you, you, you have to have someone who's keeping on top of it, who's going to do that work for you. And you, yeah, you're right though. I think it is like a shame thing. Like, well, I should know all this stuff. I should already but we, we don't, and we're not alone, right? How many wealthy people are managing all their own money, right? They've all outsourced that because they know someone else is better at it. So. Yeah. It's just the best use of your time. If you're good at it as, as your profession, then it, the more time you spend on that, it's going and leverage what you need. 
you'll you'll yeah. you'll go that much further. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so Rosanna, I mean, we, we, our time is like flying by. So I want to make sure. Is there anything that you wish I would have asked you that we haven't touched on, or anything you want to make sure that you share with everyone? Um. Yes, I think we 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 touched on it. It's the importance of goal and being thoughtful and really having a plan and understanding that just by having uh, by covering all aspects of your finances um, will make you feel that much safer and more secure um, and get to the lifestyle that that um, that you want. So absolutely, pay attention to planning. Start with a plan. Because uh, I think to our very earlier conversation, what are what are dreams and what are goals? Um, as they say, the dreams are what is it? goals are dreams with a deadline, right? <laughs> so don't, don't take yourself off the hook. Just just <laughs> dive into it and uh, start working on your dreams today. <laughs> Excellent advice, Rizan. How can people reach you if they want you to help them reach those goals? Yeah, so my um, my company name again is Queen Vest. So you can, if you Google it, it's uh, it will come right away. Uh, my website is uh, uh, queenvestllc.com, um, and I'm also on social media um, everywhere. I have Queen Vest YouTube channel as well as Instagram. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn. Um, so uh, um, I'm happy to connect. Uh, I can in in any way that uh, that is um, that is helpful. Excellent. And, and we'll also put all those links into the show notes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Appreciate it. You can book a call with me. It's absolutely free. We can have a conversation and then see, see if um, um, we're a fit for each other to help you reach your goals. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you so much for sharing all this with us today. I hope, I hope it's got people thinking. I hope it's got them, you know, like, oh, you know, I'm waiting, I've, I've waited already too long, or I've got to get this thing going or whatever, or I finally found, we found for you a financial planner who will actually allow you to keep your real estate yes. <laughs> and maybe even encourage you to get more. Excellent. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Thank you, Christine. Uh, I, lo I love speaking about the money. I love just, just talking and, and making sure that people take action. <laughs> awesome. Excellent. Me too. Me too. I love talking about money and real estate. So <laughs> it's been great talking to you today, Roseanne. Yeah, have an awesome you. day. And you too, listeners, have an awesome week. And remember or think about someone who you know needs Rosanna's help. She is going, she, you've, you've heard her talking, you've heard her philosophy. She's very open and warm and transparent and clear. And she cares about helping you to create wealth for your future. So hello, what else do you need? Reach out to her and be sure to be here next week. So share this episode, first of all, with somebody who you know needs Rosanna in, in addition to yourself. And Come back next week and see what exciting news we have for you then. Have a good one. Great one. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode of Women Creating Wealth. For more info, be sure to check out womencreatingwealth.net. If you're enjoying the podcast, please follow us on your favorite podcast platform and consider sharing the wealth with someone else who might enjoy it. See you next week.